As I'm riding up to it, I'm saying to myself, okay, there isn't a bigger bike. I'm on a 160. There isn't a point in time where I'm going to have more skills, I think, than I, like, I'm going to always get more skilled, but like, I'm as skilled as I need to be. So I even said as I was coming up to this descent, if not you who, and if not on what bike, which bike? So you have to go. So I made the left-hand turn, and I just send it harder than I did in 17 because I kind of knew it was coming. I get down to the bottom, I pull off to the side of the trail, I jump off the bike and I just throw my arms in the air and I go, I'm the greatest motherfucking mountain biker of all time. And I scream it, <laughs> top of my lungs and I pass on my trail runners that were over their head on that trail. And then I end up going, hey, sorry guys, like A, that's not true. And B, that was pretty aggressive, but that was crazy. And my buddy Victor, who was with me, walked the whole thing down and he had, you know, it took him 15, 20 minutes to walk the thing. And he goes like, dude, I can't, he goes, you're uh mythic status just grew and i'm sitting here thinking what what you just said was uh you know do it once you got lucky do it a second time i still i think with that trail maybe like it's always just you were pretty lucky like you did all the right things <laughs> but you still just got to kind of be way out of control yourself to know that the bike is going to be in control itself well, and dude, that's where the, i got the other thing for me is like once you realize how good the traction is too because it takes a because it's like that it's that red rock but it's super abrasive it's like right. that sandstone and dude you just stick to it and like once you figure that out you're like oh i can hold my i can hold on to it you know you could skid and then still recover and like once you figure that out you're like oh this isn't too bad and then there's like yeah if you go over the bars right here you're gonna die yeah but anywhere yeah. else you could probably get out of it probably well like if you go over the bars in the other spots like you're gonna stop you're just gonna stop you know it might be a few hundred yards yeah you could <laughs> you could you're probably gonna be able to stop yourself but you know there's i mean you see bikes go to the bottom of that shit you know, right. Dude, I love that trail, man. All right, guys. Welcome to a new episode of uh, No Ride Around. That's what we're doing. And <laughs> as this first little bit of banter may indicate, today's <laughs> all about progressing as a rider. Um, and uh, <clears throat> we got Coach Andy from Dirt Smart MTB back here with us. To uh, So we've done a couple of episodes with Andy. Um, I encourage you to go back into our, our catalog and uh, back in season one. Um, we basically just had five tips with Andy, like yep. from skill to just lifestyle, you know, whether it was how to ride your bike better or just, uh, his, you know, no matter what, do one race kind of thing. Um, and kind of the, the jump off point for this episode is, all right, I've been mountain biking for a couple of seasons. I took a couple of camps. I've done a couple of races and I want to get better. And I, I can't just do camps every weekend, right? Like one, I mean, sure, I'm sure you would love it if people just paid you for camps every weekend. Yeah, I'd get tired of you after, <laughs> after a while. Until <laughs> you get take tired couple, of the money. Take a couple weekends <laughs> off. Um, but there just becomes a, a point where a rider needs to have some tools to be able to progress uh, on their own. And so I hit you with the like, you know, it's always fun and catchy to have five tips to progress as a rider, but I'm, I'm hoping it's 
you know, more than that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure we can go out for days. <laughs> and, and also, uh, well, first off, we have Andy on when we want to bump in our listenership. Yeah, we do, totally. Each season when we have Andy on, that's the, those that's, listens are through the roof. Yep. Um, but also, nice. yeah, like there's a, you know, we, we, I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for beginners. And then there's not as much opportunity, but a lot of focus, mm-hmm. a lot of coaching focus on the super tippy end of the spear. Like the amount of people who think that, you know, a training schedule or a writing program or something like that that's built for these World Cup riders. Well, I'll do that too. Well, how about the giant delta of people in between where you may even be the best out of your buds, but you know you're not the greatest, obviously. Yeah. You don't have stripes on your shirt. So right. there's a chance. Not those of, stripes anyway. Yeah. What's, <laughs> yeah, what's up? What about the those intermediate to even advanced intermediate? Like, hey, I want to learn to get better too. And that's where I think today's episode is really going to provide a bunch of value. Yeah. And you, I mean, you look at the bell curve of riders, that's probably, that's where it's at. You know, most people are somewhere between novice and expert level. They, they love riding, you know, they, they want, everybody wants to get better. Why wouldn't you, you know? And so outside of, you know, just your straight beginner or your, you know, it's just purely, I'd like to walk the dogs. I want to be on a mountain bike. You want to, be a better rider. So yeah, for sure. We'll definitely jump into a lot Well, it's of easy stuff. to go from zero to one, right? To a certain degree. To yeah. Like I, I don't mountain bike to I do mountain bike, right? Yep. Like that's not that big of a leap. And some of the genesis of this episode was some personal experience that you had, which was I don't mountain bike to I do mountain bike to I want to try some shit that I that is not necessarily in my wheelhouse. Yeah. One of the things, and this isn't uh Wow, thanks for you know putting Andy and I into an arm wrestling situation here. <laughs> but um, I often, you know, I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at, right? And uh, by no means am I an outlet to say, hey, I can teach you all the skills because I don't. I just do this shit organically on my own. All right. But because of COVID with the gym and us shutting down for a couple of months, I offered up to a lot of our, our members who are customers of Basecamp as well and they are newer to mountain biking Hey man, like to make up for that, I want to do some private sessions with you. Why don't we just go? We could ride some bikes together. And so I found myself out on trails with some of our members as a way to say, A, thank you for sticking with me during COVID, and B, to like provide them the value that they paid for and never really got anything. And I was out there and I've been out there with many different types of riders. And I'm trying to help them learn the way I learned, which is, I don't know, like tighten everything down and go try it. And that's not always. The way to do it. And it's been successful with some people, but this goes back to personalities, meaning there can be people that have the, we're going to throw shit against the wall and we're going to see what sticks and they can learn that way. But if you have somebody who's not that way and you're trying to teach them with that philosophy, A, it points out, okay, you're really not a coach in this. You just kind of try shit. And uh, also, but what about them? And so even personally, I was like, man, how do you help these people? Like, what are tips that you can do for that? You know, and so again, uh, disclaimer, you want to learn how to actually mountain bike, probably don't hit me up because yeah, I'm just no, going to go break Andy. you. Like, you hire Andy to teach you, like actually teach you. And then if you want to go break your shit, we can do that together. Hire like, Justin to learn how to do a deadlift or a kettlebell swing. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think one of the things is you kind of have to look at it. You know, one of the reasons that you probably progressed so fast and just jumped right into that is that that just getting on the bike and riding and those when you're first getting into it your your fitness your level of, of athleticism you you were way above that that type of riding was was nothing for you okay so i think a big thing is you have to put yourself in the shoes of of the student and you can pick something 
and some type of rioting or fitness or something where you're the one that's having a tough time making that next step. You know, there's all kinds of jumps and stuff out there where I'm like, I know I can do this and I want to do it, but I'm not doing it, you know, <laughs> you know? And, like, and so, yeah. And like so what the XL do I, line at Ruby Hill is not getting touched. Yeah. You know, but if you wanted to do that, like, I, feel, I think all the yeah data says I should, could, ain't right. But, and so, so that would be like the same thing. Like if you said, okay, I need to get through this in a month, what would those steps be? And if, and some, you know, badass dirt jumper would be like, dude, just, just start hitting it, you know? And no, you know, yeah, I'm no. not gonna. No, that's the hand. Like, my buddy, my little buddy Quinn's, I tried it once. I'm not doing it again. Right. That's Especially if you have a big slam or you start thinking about it, you're like, man, I got a business to run. I got, yeah, yeah, I got a race. It. There's no, you know. So I think that's a, a huge thing. So, and, and how do you do that? Well, you, you, you can, you know, you go to a place where you feel comfortable. You work on the techniques that you're going to need to know where you feel comfortable and you slowly start building your way up. You, you know, there's, a, from there, there are all kinds of different things that, that you would need to do. But, you know, it's the same thing getting somebody, you know, to ride down a, a two foot little drop or something there at that point too. They're like, man, I got to go to work Monday. Like, yeah. no, I'm not just gonna, you know, so. Like they see that two foot little drop and they see it the way I see like a wood to wood gap uh, feature where you're like, yeah, dude. And you know, I see it all the time too. I see riders do something, you know, beginner riders and they're stoked, just pumped. Yeah. And we talked about riding hangover. That's what you did. It's the same feeling for them. And really, even from an injury standpoint, I mean, yeah, you could tumble over and die, but you'd probably be, you're probably going to be okay even yeah, if you crash yeah. on that, that. That's, you, you know, know, I try to remind myself, <laughs> I remind myself that. And I also remind Abby that too all the time. She's gotten into riding a lot more this year. And I'm like, listen, there is built inside of your human organism is an innate a desire to survive. Yeah, to be alive. Like you're like, <laughs> you won't even know how you survived, right? Like we we played the game the other day. We said you get to pick one item from the house. It's going up in flames because it's kind of weird nowadays. Everything's kind of backed up on the cloud or what? Like what do you yeah. say? Like people would have said back in the day, no, you know, photo, like, photo albums. No one's got a fucking photo oh, album. I got iCloud, right? So why? What's the one thing you save? And Abby goes, "Well, the dogs." I go, "Oh, dude, trust me. The dogs don't need help saving from a You're burning right. building. They're just like, gonna get out. They're built to you get open out. that door. Right. They're gone. <laughs> they're <built>. See ya." <laughs> so we finally found the answer for me. She just still doesn't have an answer. She goes, "Well, it's like which one of your bikes? It's your single speed, right?" And I'm like, "Well, yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> well, I'll see if it goes up in a." Fire, you might get a new one, so maybe you leave those bikes. Bro, in trust the, me, you know? it goes up in a fire. It definitely went up in the fire. That doesn't mean I didn't still save it. Okay, <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, uh, let's let's uh, let's stop talking about the theoretical and get into the practical. Let's uh, let's start with uh, your first tip for riders who are ready to start progressing as a mountain biker. Okay, cool. Um, so there's, of course, my first one is get some coaching, know what you need. Well, to and do. that's why I established, but, you know, the baseline of yeah. already, already done some camps, already done some races. What's next to start improving? Right. I look at um, riding and kind of any training, you know, what, business stuff, whatever you like doing, and I'm everything's going to kind of relate to this acronym. And you know, as a trainer, obviously, you know, jump in here, uh, uh, Justin. Um, the the smart acronym. You know, so if you want to have some goals, some some macro goals, you need to break that down into what are you doing day to day? You know, so the smart smart acronym, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant to what you're doing, and then there's a time thing in there. 
You know, so everything that I'm going to say, like my my, next, my five things, mm-hmm. is going to be filtered through that. Okay. So specific. What do you really want to do? So let's say, you know, let's say you want to, your your typical rider again, you're you're somewhere between novice and you know an expert level rider. You you're like, man, my buddies, they've been doing these enduro races. They they say they're really fun. It's trail riding. It's what I do. I want to do a couple of those. You know, I want to get faster. All right, that's what I want to do. Well, that's still not super specific, you know. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I, I need to be better at my corners, and and let's say let's say I need to jump a little bit. I'm scared to death when my wheels get off the ground. Those are two things I need to get better. Just that I that will instantly help my riding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got some specific things, and then what do you need to do? If you don't know anything about jumping, you should probably work with someone that does. If you don't know anything about cornering, <laughs> you should probably work with someone right. that does. You know, so now, and a good coach will, you know, not only show you what to do, but, you know, explain why this is going to work, why other things won't work, um, give you things to work on, obviously, on your own, especially with jumping. We were just talking about, like, jumping takes a long time. You're not going to learn it in a couple days, you know, at least to the point where it can be an asset to your riding. Um, but now you've got some specific things, you know what you should work on. So you can almost say the first thing to progressing as a rider is knowing where de- you need determining to go. your, 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 your deficiencies. Yeah. Well, uh, and that's because, you know, I think that this person we're talking about, the, the, the wants to grow, there's probably a big list and they, they, they know that there's multiples, but as we know, you can't learn multiples. Like we don't, you, it takes a long time. Colorado is a very hard state to live in. Because there are so many awesome hobbies, but our hobbies require this is a huge learning curve. Like, so you can't just jump from hot. You can't be well. Tuesday is going to be um, whitewater kayaking day, and then Wednesday is going to be free climbing, and then Thursday is going to be mountain biking. Like those skills require decades to learn them and be safe and proficient. So to say, like, I want to learn, um, yeah, I want to learn this, 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 and this this year, right? Yeah. Right. You got to kind of pick your, you know, what are you trying to do? And also, you know, season specific. I kind of picked those two things because, you know, winter's coming up. So mm-hmm. your riding is going to be limited no right. matter what. But a lot of the, 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 you know, riding parks and stuff, if, if in a, again, that level of rider that we're talking about, there's a bunch of people out there going, yeah, my jumping sucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Oh. And, you know, there's a lot of bike parks that will be open most of the winter and you could say i need to be out there twice a week or average twice a week you know and you know then there's part of that smart acronym there's your measurable you know like i have i'm going to put this amount of time in there you know cornering you know you can you can, you're gonna be able to find the south facing section of trail in you know colorado area where you can work on some corners. Practice some corners. You know, and, and yeah, the whole trail's not open. It's icy or whatever, but you'll you'll be able to find some dry stuff. So yeah, it's uh can be specific, you know, to the, the weather and conditions and all, all that sort of thing too. But you got a plan. You got something that you need to do, you know? Um, and I guess that kind of works into my number one is, is know what you need to do. You can't just be like, I just want to be faster next year. Right. You know, I want to, you know, whatever, whatever it is, you need to break that down. So, so you could almost make it just practice your weak spots. If you know, you suck at cornering, even you could even go crazy, right? As you progress as a rider, I know, like I'm maybe beyond the person we're talking about, but not clearly not to the level that you are as a rider. I know that I corner better one direction than the other, right? Yeah. And so for me, it could make a degree of sense to within my practicing cornering saying, 
Well, it's super easy. I'm left foot forward, so it's super easy for me to just drop my right leg and make that corner. But I, f- I have way more of a difficult time going the other way. Yep. As you, yep. So to, it's to the point where within practicing cornering, I could say, man, I really, yeah. really need to work it's, on right-hand yeah. corners. Yep. That, and that's great. And, and you know, I, I definitely, you know, working on your weak stuff, but you, there's also a lot to be said with, you know, maybe even working on your strengths. You know that that's your tool, and I, I want this tool sharp by next Well, season. yeah, and it's, it's certainly not to say, like, you would, like, I know the kind of terrain that I ride really well. Um, it's not to say that obviously you wouldn't, you'd probably do, you'd be, you'd do a be little a bit of everything, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, cool. What's next? Yeah. What so, do we got uh, next? so, uh, you know, with and everything's going to be filtered through that acronym. I'll get into it a little bit more. Um, but two is, is ride with intention. You know, you got to do this stuff. You can't just be like, okay, I'm going to work on my corners. And then you go ride the same trails that you've been riding all year long and you get, you get a couple right corners that work for what you want. You get three reps of that perfect corner, and that's all you do. You know, you, you, especially, like, let's say, you know, wintertime's coming up. You need to go work on that corner. If you're serious about this, you know, like I say, if your neighbors don't think you're weird, you're not trying hard enough, <laughs> you know. If you're serious about this, you know, you go out in your jeans and your jacket, and you work on some corners in, you know, in a parking lot. You work on some corners in a dirt lot so you can get a little bit of drift going on. And then when you're out on the trail, you, you know where that corner is. You're like, man, the, you know, that's going to be dry. It's going to be kind of crappy to, you know, getting out there. And I'm just going to work on that corner for a half hour. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're out there for 40 minutes. You've got it, you've got it pretty well. And I guarantee that that's going to that's gonna come up in your riding. You're like, that's where I learned how to get my, my right corners a bunch better. So you're saying you know? do it with intention. And what I hear is something that I haven't done in years because I'm guilty, just as guilty as any other mountain biker of having a Garmin or a Wahoo on my bike and looking for those little gold medals on my climb or my descent. And so instead of setting an intention, leaving that thing in the car, being like, my ride takes as long as my ride takes. It's not about the miles. It's about the the practice. Stop. Session the rock feature going uphill. Session the corner that gets you, that eats your lunch every single time. Yeah, work work on your riding. Now, obviously, you know, there's a when if if you're in the especially if you're doing like endurance riding you know yeah. you need to be training your fitness you need to, there's a, a definitely a time for that but again in the off season most riders right now this is the time to, a great time to work on your skills you know and, and you know you're gonna have during season you're gonna have easy days you're gonna have days where you need to recover that's a great time to work on some stuff you know um, I think you also have to be careful uh, you know when you are training really hard those easy days also. Need to be mental easy days. I think a lot of people overlook that. Yeah, know, that like, was that's gotten a lot of um, actually been a hot topic lately when we talk about recovery. Yeah, I just finished up this book on purely on recovery, and you know, you talk to these endurance athletes or these sports specific athletes, so that you're you're training every day. But like today's an off day, but on that off day, I went to the grocery store, I went yep. to the post office, I went here, I went to there, I went to that day, I went to this deal, I went to that. I had to catch up on that. Sent five emails, yeah. caught up with these friends I've been ignoring. Like that's not a recovery. You, day. you were stressed out, all you know. Day, you know? Um, but going not to, even stressed, just mentally occupied, yeah, busy. right? Yeah, you're but busy. Like, you going know? to a you're going to after a pump it. track and just like pumping around can be a recovery day for sure, and it helps you kind of just filter the mind, focus it, and, and, which know, is a relax for a lot of people. Yeah, and you can say, and again, like if your focus is you know endurance training, you know your your it's your easy day. You're like, 
all right, I just want to get my bike, break a sweat. I'm going to get a nice stretch on, foam roller, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go roll around and hit some right corners. And you, you don't have to turn your, your turbo boost up to 11. You know, you can just be like, you know, keep it mellow, but work on a little bit of your skill stuff. Um, it, but, but, you know, and again, if you do that and you get to that race and you can corner well and your buddy can't at the end of that three hours, yeah. there's a minute. Well, yeah, and, and we're putting this through the filter of a bike racer, but it goes the same for a group ride with yeah. your friends or a trip out to Moab. Yeah, racing is, if, whether you're chasing yeah. chasing your PR or whether yeah. you're racing your buddies or yeah. whether you're actually racing, yeah. you know, you're trying to get better on the bike, yeah. you know? I think that takes, that, and I'm going to pull that loose thread just from personal experience, that takes a lot of mental discipline to be what I'll call undisciplined, right? Because we're kind of talking about undisciplined riding. Like, yes, it's focused. I want to go off with a specific intention and it it filters through that goal setting so I can see if it's working or not. But it's undisciplined in the sense that it isn't measured on Strava. It isn't measured yeah. on your power meter. And uh, just spending the time I spent, I call it my squishy bike weekend, right? We just spent the time out there in Sedona riding and, you know, six rides or seven rides in three days, you know? But man, it's still hard when I when you upload this when you hit end on the Strava yeah. thing and you look and you realize like, hey, there's no cups because you're not gonna have any cups or any ribbons or anything because you haven't ridden any of this stuff before. So that's okay. But man, overall of all time, I'm like 949th out of what? Like, yeah. How we just work, we compulsively that's like measure ourselves, right? Yeah. I'm like it's a bit, and you don't realize like yeah, but like those 900 people are maybe local residents and maybe this, but wait, weren't you just out for fun? Wait, wait a second. Wasn't this just about the ride and the views and the having a good time? It's so hard. It took me like a few rides to fully let go of the, the, the numbers say what, what I'm supposed to be doing or not. You well, know? And, you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's a habit, you know, and, and there's, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Strava and that's why, you know, yeah. because you're not, you know, I look at it like if you if if you're racing, race, go to a race, spend some money, and let's see how fast you actually are. You know, right. now and there are times to lay down some Strava times. You know, you got that good day, you're feeling good, you're like, yeah, you know, no one's gonna be out here because the weather's a little bit crappy. I'm gonna, I'm going, I'm going for it today. But um, you know, I encourage people, you know, go go to the side of the trail, hit the roots, jump stuff. You know, take lines where you're gonna you're gonna be learning. Stop and hit that again. You know. You know, that's how you're going to develop your skills. Dude, you are, you know? like, I'm, your new nickname today is going to be confirmation <laughs> bias. Because <laughs> I was, we were riding this trail uh, called Slim Shady. And, uh, God, there's all these little, like, side hits and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, and then we get in this trail called Templeton. Tons of side hits. And yeah. we're just jibbing off of everything. And, uh, and, and my buddy's riding right behind me. He's like, dang, dude, you're like, kind of all over the place. I'm like, yeah, no, like, maybe give me a few feet because... So much of my riding is the fast line. Yeah. In the fast line, spoiler alert, not the funnest line, right? The fast line is the fast line, right? Smooth is fast. But man, hopping and jumping and jibbing and tail whipping and whacking that pine cone. And yeah. it, it was like ultimate free riding, which feels like a combination of skiing and yeah. biking and yeah. just it, playing. Yeah. I mean, that's I, I, that's so important to learning, you know, and, and so important to having fun. I mean, there's definitely turn that strap off, you know, at least a little bit, you know, especially again, the off season stuff. Yeah. Well, and, and, and And you're on a big bike, you know, like I, uh, one of my big goal sets for this training season, um, I, as we well know, almost to a fault, respect the structure of my, my bike workouts, right? Like I have an extremely structured bicycle workout program that I follow and I don't, 
give skills work the 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 weight that it should should carry. It doesn't have to be as many days a week as I train for for fitness. Yeah, it's, it can't be. You can't know? be. But it needs to be a day a week or a day every two weeks, like you know. And again, it doesn't have to take away from right. your from your. Yeah, it can be training. a recovery day, right? Yeah. Like, um, or what about like um, what about like XC hammering your pedals to the bike park, and then skills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then XC hammer your pedals. Yeah, and now well, you got yeah. two intervals, two maybe yeah, you got two yeah. twenty minute thresholds, right? Yeah. Two twenty minute intervals, which is hard. And then you got like jibbity jib jab, jibbity jab. Well, you yeah. know, and you can also, you know, you know, like Golden Bike Park. That's you know, a minute to the top. Yeah, you sprint it to you the can, top. Yeah, you could do. You could, you could, dude. You rip sixty it. on thirty off intervals. Spend spend two minutes on a pump track, and yeah. you're hurting. Have yeah, you been to a Golden Bike Park in the last like few weeks or so? Yeah. They're like doing a lot of construction right now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of I got I've gotten confused. Hopefully, well, they, they plowed kind of those, uh, hopefully they're going to build like some more like kind of straight up dirt jump type things where, where all that new stuff is. Mm-hmm. And the, they've got like a, a mellower, like kind of tighter line. Um, they're building stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. No, no. So th- that's, this is the time of year to do it, right? Yeah. So yeah, they're chewing it up. But, but all right. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, and, you know, we're talking from like fitness oriented riding. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you're... If you're more of a gravity rider, you're more of an enduro or straight trail rider, obviously now you should be spending way more time. Yeah, you could bump that up to two days a week. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You know, again, specifically, I mean, you have, you know, having done your, the Dirt Smart curriculum like three or four times at this point, like probably don't need to do another camp. What I probably need to do, some one-on-one shit. Yep. But more than that even is I need to do all the drills that you gave me that I didn't do a single time after we were working <laughs> right, on it. You need to do, do what you know you need to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, and, and you know, and if you're looking at like, you know, gravity oriented stuff, uh, you know, most, if you're riding enduro and you're riding a 33 pound bike, yeah. you know, you're- the climb isn't time. You're not worried about getting to the top first. You need three you know, minute fitness. Yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> and so if you're making mistakes, you know, not stopping- at at least you know having rides where you're like you know I'm gonna st- I want to go work on this feature you, you you're probably doing yourself a disservice yeah definitely have those rides where you know you're you're top to bottom you're you're, you're you know you're not you're, you're trying to go fast but um you know you know what you you, you kind of know what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing mm-hmm. so do what you should be doing and and again that's hard because we have these habits and we have these things that we hold on to or compulsions to fire up Strava like yeah, it's 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 you know? literally not even something I think about it's like as habitual as, you know, anything else that I do on a daily basis, like turning on Strava when I start a ride is a thing that just happens. And one day a week, it should be a thing that definitely doesn't happen. Yeah. Dude. I'll <laughs> say so for sure. In like you 2009, know? I didn't even drive my, I didn't drive 2008 and nine, typically nine. I didn't drive my truck hardly. Like my truck didn't move to the point that I got like a street sweeping ticket for a few months. And then I got towed and impounded and all of this happened and i didn't know right <laughs> i went and looked for it and it was gone right like, what the fuck and i rode a single speed everywhere i don't i didn't struggle like that the 09 me would have kicked me right in the mouth because i won't get on my bike without turning strava on just to commute i'm going to the grocery store and back dude just ride to the fucking grocery store it's two and a half miles away yeah, yeah but like that's two and a half that's five it goes my weekly total my yearly total like it's <laughs> sick bro 
Bro, it's, it's real. It's sick. It's real. It's I'm a, it's, still turning it on to ride home from here. Yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> I was able to commute, but the 09 me yeah. had like 15 pounds of more muscle too, so would have fucked me is up. It, uh, is it any big surprise to you that along with anything else, I had a GPS on my bike in 2008? I don't doubt it. <laughs> You've had the first of the like you are the typical early well, early adopter. Yeah, you're early adopter, and we got confirmation bias here. Yeah. This is a great day. You know, I'm gonna leave you with an iPhone 12. I fucking know it. You know, it's, and I, I, you know, pr- probably everybody kind of gets in this boat. You know, you get especially the end of the summer stuff. You're getting a little bit burned out, and I, there's a lot of people out there that that Strava's on every time they ride. Yeah. It's all about you know vertical feet or whatever you know turn that shit off and it's going to turn it's going to change your riding experience a little bit you know and and within that you'll make time to go session shit because you won't be obsessing about getting your pr or getting a segment or beating your buddy you know and and, t- and session it with buddies right like yeah, go out for a ride like, somebody with, gets it you know yeah and dude shoot some video you got a cool little thing for your yep. instagram you know um yeah you know and uh yeah, yeah. I mean, just <laughs> yeah. And the, and the thing is, too, you're not gonna miss. You're gonna have plenty of days where you're yeah. gonna chase that KOM. Yeah. You know. Well, so and and, and again, know. to make time to session that shit. Let's say you do it by yourself. On you know, we have a weekly three sisters ride here at the store. And if I were to go out and there, I I know two rock features, um, one up and down um, that gives me fits and starts. I get it a about 8% of the time. If I go out there on a Wednesday in between, like every Wednesday in between the Sunday night ride, all of a sudden I can get it. I'm putting a gap on them on the climb and I'm catching them. Like, like when it's time to, you know, chase that PR or chase your buddy, like, you know, make Colin go a little bit like, (laughs) Oh shit, he's catching me on the downhills. You know, like, yeah. like you put you're the- not racing, but like, it's not a race, but like, don't tell me three dudes riding mountain bikes together. Now and it's gonna, a race. Now it's a race. You know, at least a little bit, you know, <laughs> even if you're not racing, yeah. you're like, you know, well, I was going easy and well, I know, don't want to be last and I'd really yeah, like to be first. You know? It's a race. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. Well, moving down the list. Yeah. So, um, the, the, what was the next one here? Open, open up my, your stink, list, my stinking computer. Um, yeah, uh, this the the last one was um, what was was frequency, you know, and we kind of kind of hit on that like with your specific like, but going beyond that, um, and for this type of rider, like, you need to be on your bike, right, a a bunch, okay, and you're not gonna, you know, like what I like to say with with people I coach, I want you to be the best rider that you can be in the context of your life, you know, you don't have time to train like Aaron Gwynn. You know, and you don't have time to go ride chairlifts three days a week. And, you you know, so you 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 have to make that time to ride. And they're not always going to be those crazy, awesome, you know, three hours in the middle of your day rides. You're going to need to get some of those in. But even sneaking in, like, you know, again, 20 minutes of the bike park, you got on your bike a little bit, you know, uh, up the front side of Apex and just down in the gut and back down. Okay, for you know, we're talking Colorado stuff, but that's probably a. 20 minute, half hour, you know, you got your heart rate up. But the important thing is you got on your bike. And when you're on your bike four, three, four, five days a week, you start reacting and doing all these little things that you can't even, you can't coach that stuff. Like you're making these little movements, you're making these little corrections, you're seeing things before they even happen. 
you're riding once a week. You're taking a week off, which sometimes you have to. That's good too. But yeah. you know, um, you're not doing those little things. You're, you're, and so you now you're wasting a little bit of energy. You're making a couple more mistakes. It's, it's wasting more time. You know, so frequency and, and and touching that bike and being on that bike and letting your your body. Uh, turn things automatic and react and do these things that you can't even think about, you know, implicit and explicit learning, you know, like letting it, you know, you need that time. You need that time on the bike. So, and that's, a, and it, it's, again, sneaking those little rides in there, getting up and cruising around the neighborhood and, and riding some manuals. How many, how many people out there want to do better manuals? Pretty much everybody. Every human, you know? every human you know that rides a bike. You know how you're going to do those? Cruise around your neighborhood and do them. You know, those manual machines, Throw that shit in the fireplace because those things aren't gonna Dude, help. Dude, th- this <laughs> yeah, is every time I see one of those. Like, I have to say, it looks fun to do, but not fun to do to learn a manual. Like, it looks like something I'd like to fuck around with for a day and then be like, okay, that didn't learn anything from it. Yeah, I'm not gonna say that there's nothing that there's probably there's got to be something that you can be gained. I've never heard of one person learning a manual using the, the manual machine. I'm sure someone has. I'm sure someone out there can, can prove me wrong, but I haven't heard of it. And the big thing, too, is when you – and I'm not great at manuals, but when you get the wheel up there, you, you kind of have to keep your core and your head nice and under control, and it's more about getting low and pushing that bike out in front of you so now your weight is over the back axle. That's the physics of the whole yeah. thing. There's a contact point. There's a pivot. There's a fulcrum. There's a lever. Like. Yeah. If you just yank <laughs> with your arms or you do, you know, whatever you online, there's some really good riders out yeah. there. You make a some L or J or whatever yeah. letter with your body. You know, you're, you end, you're not going to be able to do that in the trail in the first place. And if you're yanking with your arms and moving your head and your core and, you know, up and down, you're off balance. And that's the only way you can use that manual machine. You have to yeah. yank the wheel up. Yeah. You can't push the bike out in front yeah. of you. And that's the most important part of doing a good controlled manual, especially on the trail. You know, getting distance, getting the front wheel out there, right. you know, beyond an obstacle and, well, and stuff I, like that. You know, we're getting a little focused, but like in the context of, of something like that, there's like this impressive level of doing a manual, right? Like how cool does it look every time you see a video of some dude doing a manual, just like holding it perfectly over rollers, or just like manualing around a corner, like down the street. That makes know? for a great video in practical application. And I think this goes probably holds true for most of like the high level skills you see. The practical application of it is like if you can manual your bike for half to one and a half seconds, it's going to give you the tool set you need for the trail. Right, you know, but that person that could ride that manual down, you know, down the they're block, they're going to do it way more. They're yeah, going to do yeah, that well on the trail. Yeah, too, exactly. You know? But it's like people get, you know, it's this disconnect between I'll never get there, and so I need this weird two by four contraption to try to get there. It, I don't know. It's yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and the, the original point was, you know, I, I guarantee a lot of people out there listening, yeah. my manuals suck. Well, yeah. get out, get and, out there and, and play with and it. Yeah. You, you didn't get to really ride today, but you got to cruise around and work on some manuals and just your regular wheelies and whatever else you can do. You know, have a little lap around your neighborhood. You got on your bike. I, mm-hmm. I, that's really important, you yeah. know. So just frequency getting on that bike. I love how this episode is shaping up to be a you don't need to be inside, you know. I hate that. I, well, I, I, we, we, it's, it's, it's steaming off of you. We've thrown away our, we've thrown away wanna. our indoor trainer. We've thrown away our manual machine. We have, uh, we've, uh, 
canceled our subscription to the online coaching programs. No more Strava. We just, yeah, we've thrown away. <laughs> we don't even have a phone anymore. As with many things related to Andy, it's way more analog than it is digital. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it is. It is. But again, you know, if, 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 you know, you have to do the things that you have to do. You know, yeah. if, if you're training for distance, if you're training, you know, endurance, you know, cross country, you're going to be logging some trainer miles. Well, you it's, know? but it's a, it's, it's also a really good breath of fresh air because at the end of the day, there's some great podcasts out there that cover the, the fitness aspect of it. And, you know, there's, there's a hundred things to do that, right? There's a hundred ways to absorb that information. Very few of those podcasts are, you know, information resources are covering the like, man, like crumple all that shit up once a day. Yeah. Like toss it over your shoulder. And and I need to hear it just as much as a lot of people that listen to the the podcast, this podcast do. Like it to disconnect from the power meter and the indoor trainer and the training program and the you know, on and on and on and on. Like I'm not gonna stop training for endurance events. But I am going to start in, you know, this was kind of already like a little bit predetermined uh, based off of the season I had this year. But this is definitely giving me that extra kick to be like, man, like Ruby Hill Bike Park is a three mile ride from my house. You know, like you can, to Justin's point, I could do, you know, a three minute burn, go play. There's flat corners. There's the, the whole park itself. Um, and then I can do a three mile burn back. Like, you know, I, I, it, it, it can serve all the purposes. Yeah. You know, and, and mixing stuff up. I mean, Hey, we're, you know, you gotta, you gotta have fun with it. You know, it's, you gotta, um, and, and again, you know, if you're more of a gravity oriented rider, you know, I'm almost, I mean, yeah, you, you maybe should be on the trainer and that sort of thing, but, um, Guarantee not maybe Greg, not in the off season, man. Guarantee you Greg know? Greg Menard's all over the trainer. Oh, I'm sure he is. Greg Menard also makes a living doing it. You know, just saying, <laughs> just saying. Um, but you know, you can. I look at it also like I try to ride at least once a week during the winter. Hopefully, like twice. And this is when the weather's bad. Mm-hmm. Like even if yeah, there's the, icy, there's snow. Um, at least again, letting my body know what it's like to be and and actually pedaling, like actually getting a good climb in because I'm not I'm not on a trainer. Inside. Arguably cultivating better skills because you're riding on frozen ice. Dude, yeah, I'll, that's, I'll push that's up. the thing. Do you know you go through the like ride through the gut with ice and survive? The next time next season when you ride that thing dry, you're gonna be ripping. Now I will say this: like if it's just like straight up icy, I'll kind of not get out there. Um, I, I think sometimes that can cre- almost create some really bad habits because you start riding so timid. You, okay. know, you can't really attack anything. Fine line. You know, like like even if you have, you know, where the, the, the anything that's north facing shaded is icy, but then you know the stuff that's su- that southern facing is pretty predictable. So you can get on it a little bit and you can open it up and you can read the trail at speed and that sort of thing. Um, then I, then I'm cool and and I'm I'm also down like you might have six inches of snow. And you're pushing your bike all the way up, but then you get to rip down in some snow. That's good for you too. Now, yeah. don't go out there and hurt yourself. Right. But you know, you can you can push as hard as you want. You can get your heart rate way up. You know, and again, you were on your bike. So, all kinds of different ways to uh, to to look at it, and even fitness wise. Um, and again, I, I think if if gravity oriented or in the off season, you don't have to be super super focused on that fitness. It's a great time to work on other other things. I got a question you know? for you. This uh we'll throw this as a curveball. Um so I've got my say I've got my cars pulled out of my garage. 
right? And uh, so I have my empty garage space, which has become becomes a lot of people's training cave, right? People that maybe don't come to E3 Fitness, you suck. Um, but uh, this is my training cave now. What is like an awesome drill? And this is just kind of a go-to. What's an awesome drill I can do in just the confines of in my garage that really translates to on-trail skills? You know, I think if you're very well put it this way if you can't do a track stand like in eight different positions you can do a track stand you know and in eight different positions sitting down standing up wheel facing each way and each each foot facing forward you know climbing you're going to get caught in all eight of those positions and descending you're not going to be you shouldn't be switching your feet um but you're all you're going to get caught you know like it's tight switchbacks or really tech stuff like you know talk about riding the hangover trail how you're going so slow on yeah. so much of that. If yeah. you can't do a controlled track stand, you you can't ride that well, trail. There, there's a know? section of going up that trail where you switch back and along the red rock. Your inside pedal pedal strikes every time, so you have to almost ratchet pedal yeah. until you can get a full pedal, and then ratchet again. And I was riding it, and I'm like, it's almost just becomes like an innate skill set you yeah. have. But at some point in time, I had to learn that, right? Yeah. Like, how do you ratchet half pedal, hold ratchet half pedal, and keep moving forward? Yeah. Just a little bit. I mean, if you if you can't do that in your garage, you're not going to do it on the side of a cliff. Right. And then you when know? you're on the side of the cliff and you're in, you know, a cool mountain bike destination, oh, I couldn't do it. No, next time. Well, next time might be like three <laughs> years from now. Right. So, right. and again, it's you. You've got that garage space. You know, if if you can't do that, work on it. I think maybe you know, for a much more for a, a, a more advanced rider, if you could track stand well and you've got those skills down, you're probably going to have to get out of your garage. You know. I don't know if there's a ton but, you can do in there, but but also like so you know I referenced earlier the little workbook that you get after you do a dirt smart camp. Um, there's the parking line figure eight. You know, the, yeah. the, I mean, there's a ton yeah. of shit you could do a in a garage. A lot of slow speed stuff. You know, I've, yeah, I've got the co- all kinds Dude. of little drills and stuff. I mean, you there's know. a ton of little things. Yeah, so, so, so you can work on a ton of slow speed stuff in your garage yeah. and like those cone drills. And that's probably the thing people get the most fucked up over is low speed stuff. I hate to say it, but like that one little cone drill. Not many people can do that. So you know, there's the 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 figure eight where you just get your wheel, the mm-hmm. front wheel, and split it between your basically between your axles. Dude, I, I <laughs> fucking forget about it, bro. Like, yeah, it's and and if you can't do that, yeah, you're gonna have a real tough time riding like super steep. So stuff. we need to add to the list as you know to progress as a rider is okay. That's great. You did the camps. Now do the homework too. Like anything else, you know, you got to put time in, you got to, you need repetition, yeah. you, know, you need muscle yeah. memory, you need to make things automatic. Yeah. It's, it's funny how, so when Harley and I were talking about having you on and talking about this, a lot of it was just this conversation we'd had about coming across people who are in the middle bandwidth. One of them, and I'm just going to be selfish is, uh, is my wife is Abby. She's had a lot of progression, right? But, uh, again, for another weekend, um, the girl doesn't crash going down. She's like, she sends it up and we were going through some stuff this weekend where I would stop after a point where I'm like, she, she, if she balled it up here, she'd be really hurt. And she like a pretty good chance she does ball it up here. So I'll go through it all and I won't call it out because it freaks her out. And then I'll just wait. And I'm like, dude, if she goes, and I'm, so I got like, you know, I got the triage ready to go, you know? And then she goes through it. No issue. And I'm like, oh, you might want to walk in this next part. And she'll get off to go walk. She goes, this is bull. I could ride this. She'll walk back up and then send it. The girl crashes uphill like every like it, time. Like it's her job. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've talked about the broken brake lever thing. <laughs> so I haven't told Andy this. So we're going to do it on it. Abby's pissed. I hope you're listening. Um, my wife has managed to break 
the XT blade, the blade yeah. for the blade, blade yeah. cover. So the first time she she broke the she breaks the front, the blade, but in half, like the the metal blade. She yeah. snaps it in half right behind the first crook. And she does it the first time. Like, I've never seen this happen. And Harley's like, yeah, dude, it doesn't happen so much that you just got to buy the brake. And so we get a new brake. Then she does it on the whole enchilada and she breaks the right one, which now your ride's over because now you don't have a rear brake. And she snaps the lever. I go, Ab, I just got to be real with you. Three decades of riding, never. And I'm not saying that I'm the like guy. I've never done this. And I've asked Harley in the whole service department upstairs. I've broken everything every which way you can imagine. Abby, I've never done this. You've done it twice. So we get the new blade. Like if you do it a third time, I think you're done with the sport. <laughs> First ride in Sedona this weekend goes down. And I That's go, impressive. how did you yeah. go down? She was doing what she shouldn't have been doing. She's only looking at the trail right in front of her, which was a downhill to a wash bed to what happens on the other side of a wash bed, right? If it was steep downhill, guess what the other side of the wash is, Ab? Steep uphill, right? Not in the right gear goes. So I, I watched the crash. And I go, don't tell me. She goes, it's bent. And it's like, she didn't cry. So I didn't see. She goes, it's bent. She bends. Fortunately, I was able to bend it back because I don't have any more. Like Shimano doesn't have any more of these levers. They're gone worldwide. So I bend it back. And I look and I'm like, how? She doesn't unclip and she's just full commit on the bike. So she goes down, it goes down. Because it goes down and she doesn't move, like the lever is the first thing that, like what's the first thing you think about Harley when you're crashing your bike? What's the number one concern? Get my feet out or get off the bike. To save the bike. Yeah. Save the bike is the number one yeah. concern. I think Abby just is like full commit. Going down with the All ship. She's going down. She is the captain. And so she bends it again. I'm like, so it's slow speed, technical. The girl will, I bet you I could take her to any black trail at Trestle and she'll send it. But if I asked her to ride up it, she crashed 33 times. Yeah. Well, and eventually, like, if she starts riding really steep stuff or, like, really tight, nasty switchbacks, like, she's going to need that slow speed skill, you know, also. And, you know, a lot of people aren't going to work on that until they go to, you know, Sedona and they end up walking the whole trail. They're like, I thought I was a good rider, you know, like. <laughs> oh, oh, these guys at dinner, you know? they, they did the hangover in it. Uh, I think we rode it. Like, it's like an hour 20, you know, uh, round trip for the loop. Took them four and a half hours. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's brutal. And they were like, "We had no business being out there." Right. Yeah. And that's I'm how like, I felt. I went and did blackjack. That's how I felt out blackjack. Oh yeah, blackjack's the same. But see, and that's the, the thing is, anyone can go to any of these trails anytime. Yeah. That's a curse, yeah. right? Like there should almost. Hey, it said it's dangerous. It said double black. It said you need to have advanced skills, and you still went. You still went. Like because there's nobody there telling you not to. I don't get it. All right. Well, all they right. learned their lesson, hopefully. You know, Let's move on but, down. You know, you, you see what's out there. You're like, yeah. man, people ride this shit, yeah, and then you see someone cool. ride it. It's cool you know? to see, and you can realize like where it can go. Yeah, exactly. And that's where people people need to see that sort of thing to, to do the things that we're talking about. There's again, there's probably a bunch of people listening. They're like, yeah, 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 I've heard about. It. But until you get out there and you get out of your comfort zone, you're like, wow, oh, I don't yeah. know what I'm doing at yeah. all. You know, that's when you're like, okay, maybe I do need to go back. And when I went to blackjack, it was the first time in all of mountain biking. That I was like, maybe I should, maybe I'm not a mountain biker. <laughs> Blackjack has got some features it that does, dude, some high pucker. Yeah, there's um, some gnarly stuff out there. Uh, you need to get you need to get Abby the the, the brush guards that everybody's running now, dude. So, and I don't mean to rag on her because I'm so proud of her. She's and, and this is what the the genesis of this episode is about. Like, how do you help? What should that person be working on? And um, like most people. We don't want to do that stuff, right? We know we really know we need to, but we just don't want to necessarily do well, it. Well, and again, like if it's winter time, so you're it's almost like you got a garage, 
you know, here's these, these little drills that you can do, you know, like what else are you going to do? You know, like yeah. it's, it, it, you can almost get forced into some of this stuff during the winter. So I think it's, you know, um, dude. So ultimately is to recap, first off, the, the most important thing is the smart filter, right? Like use that acronym. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. otherwise you're just kind of pissing in the wind. Right. Or you're, you're working. I think I'm getting better. What a horrible feeling. Like, right? like, I think I'm doing better. That's such a bad feeling. Like I'm doing better or I'm not doing better. And they have some metrics to kind of judge that. Like right. again, if, if you, you're like, I want to be able to get through this little jump line. So can you, or can't you, you know, like corners you'll feel, you'll know if you are, or, you know, have some sort of metrics to where, you know, you're getting better, you know, whatever it is, you know, you know, let's run down that list one more time. Is kind of like a, just a reminder for us. Oh, okay. Is- yeah. Um, so the first thing that we had was, uh, I'll open my phone here. Um, <laughs> Locked himself out. Y- you got to know what you, what you want to do, you know? So it's specifics, you know, that, that smart specific, what do I want to do and how am I going to go about doing that? Uh, my second one was you have to ride with intention. You have to actually do these things, work on the stuff, have discipline. It's winter time. You're going to, you're going to be forced into some of these things. Uh, my third thing was frequency. Spend time on the bike. You know, even if it's you know, in your garage, riding around the neighborhood. Uh, spe- you know, it's summertime. It's a lot easier. But get those, those three, four, five days, even if some of those rides are tiny and you're spending small amounts. Get, let your body know that this is what we do. Um, my fourth thing that we didn't get to but was, was relevant fitness. You know, training for the right things. And I've seen so many people, like, train for the wrong stuff. You know, like, this, this World Cup Pro does this. Well, I'm going to do that. Guess what, dude? You don't have the time to do that. You're not that level athlete. And you might do it for two weeks, and then you're going to quit. You know, what, what's relevant to what you're doing, and, 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 you know, can you pull it off? Um, and then that, that SMART acronym. Specific, measurable, achievable. You know, something that you can actually achieve, a goal that's you know, a step or two ahead. Uh, relevant to what you're doing, and then the time. You know, put some time, uh, b- you know, parameters on this stuff. Captain Confirmation Bias, our first episode <laughs> of the year. was just Wasn't that just it, Harley? Yeah, I mean, even calling back to an episode, he didn't even hear us record. I know, <laughs> which, which is awesome. Um, so we can find you at dirtsmartmtb.com. Correct. And dirtsmartmtb on the IGs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dirtsmart MTV, everything. You got any more Colorado camps coming up for this season? Or are you kind of done? Not this season. We're a little okay. late in the year. Got yep. Phoenix coming up. Got Southern California coming up. Then we'll get into next spring, which cool. will be more Phoenix, more Southern California. And the calendar will be built in on DirtsmartMTV.com. So um, yep. wherever you're listening from, um, which turns out we have people all over the place. So that's kind of neat. Um, check out the calendar. Book a weekend with Andy. You will not regret it. I've done it four times. <laughs> and we can do private coaching. Oh, yeah, yeah, private too. coaching. In the days of COVID, you know, yeah. you can do private coaching. So, um, well, thanks for coming. Thanks it, for having me, guys. Always love like doing said, this. We're looking forward to a, a, a nice bump in listenership for, for one episode. Yeah. So. Andy, he's the king of ratings. <laughs> Casey Don't let me Kasem's down. top 40 Don't let me down, people. Andy with rest. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Don't Get the fuck out! You're weak! You're done! So get the fuck out! You're weak! You're done!